Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Even though President Joe Biden and Democrats haven't passed a major climate and clean energy bill in Congress, they are still trying to do smaller things to achieve Biden's clean energy agenda. That includes increasing the domestic mining of important materials like nickel, lithium, and other metals. You know, solar panels, wind turbines, electric vehicles, battery storage for renewable energy on the grid all need minerals. That's Politico's Jordan Woolman. He's been tracking new legislation put forward in the House and Senate by Democrats to reform domestic mining laws. And what Jordan found is that pushing for more mining is a tricky move for the party. I think the central tension here is the real need to boost critical mineral supply, especially given Democrats' ambitious climate goals, with the reality that mining can be toxic. Today, Jordan and I talk about why Democrats are going big on mining and the pushback they might face. It's Wednesday, May 11th. So, Jordan, Democrats in both the House and Senate recently introduced similar bills to overhaul hard rock mining in the U.S. So what are they trying to do with that? So Democrats in both the House and the Senate are getting ready to take up two different mining reform bills, which are geared toward reforming the 1872 General Mining Law, which has not been amended all that much in its 150-year history. And I think Democrats are really trying to thread the needle here between recognizing the need for critical minerals in the energy transition and also recognizing the harm that mining can do if it's not done right. It's well documented that mining can lead to pollution and sort of other environmental hazards. And so Democrats here are really trying to make mining companies pay up for the minerals that they extract and also sort of invest into a cleanup fund so that when a mining operation closes, there are funds there to help remediate that location. Interesting. So Democrats had a press conference Tuesday on this subject. They have a hearing scheduled Thursday in the House related to this legislation. Why are we seeing mining in this moment getting more attention from Democrats, which, again, as you said, they're trying to thread a needle. I mean, we know this issue is somewhat tricky and sensitive generally for Democrats and allied environmental groups. Yeah. So this is part of sort of an effort to put your money where your mouth is. You can talk a lot about an energy transition. The reality is that it's going to be very mineral intensive. And right now, for example, the United States operates just one lithium mine. Lithium is one such critical mineral. There's one operating lithium mine in the whole country. So that's just one example where You know, Democrats see an opportunity here to boost mining, do it responsibly in their view. I'll say, though, that it's not clear that all Democrats are even on board with their own party's effort here. Senator Catherine Cortez Masto is one really critical key vote. She comes from maybe the mining state in the United States, and she previously has refuted attempts to enact a royalty rate on mining companies, which currently does not exist like it does for, say, oil and gas leaseholders. So it'll be really, really key to see how she swings on this. Her office told me that she has not been consulted on the bill, which is kind of telling. So where does the Biden administration stand with this particular legislative push if they've weighed in at all? And if not, just more broadly, how are they handling 
the issue of domestic mining for critical minerals. So I'm not sure the administration has weighed in on these bills in particular, but kind of broadly speaking, the administration turned heads recently when it invoked the Defense Production Act to boost supply of critical minerals over supply chain concerns related to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And so, you know, it's clear that the administration is sort of thinking about this tightrope that I described similarly for congressional Democrats regarding not wanting to tick off environmental groups too much who may be concerned about water pollution related to mining or biodiversity concerns related to mining, while also recognizing that if we're going to make inroads here with bringing home a domestic battery supply chain, ramping up clean technologies, it starts with mining. You know, China controls about three quarters of the world's battery supply processing. And like I said, if we're going to make any inroads in that space, it starts with the minerals themselves. It doesn't end with the minerals themselves, but it starts there. Right. That makes sense. And how are environmental groups, you know, that you mentioned, how are environmental tribal groups responding to this particular legislative push from Democrats that does somewhat try to thread a needle? Yeah. How is that interaction going between the Democrats and the environmental movement on this? So I think that this bill was really or these bills, I should say, were really born out of a concern for, for example, consultation with tribal groups as it relates to the mining process, concern over environmental issues related to mining, forcing mining companies to sort of pay their fair share, so to speak, for the minerals they extract and for a potential cleanup fund when a mine closes. So I think that this will largely satisfy those groups, but I think that there's real potential, especially in the Senate, if these bills are to gain traction, for these bills to kind of tack more to the center and get amended after groups like the National Mining Association weigh in and, frankly, Republicans get a chance to weigh in. So it's a really interesting moment. I think that both parties are recognizing a need to reform a 150-year-old mining law, but have very different ideas about how to do it. And so it feels like the moment could be right in a way because there is this absolutely surge in demand that's projected. And there's a real desire to get off of foreign countries and our reliance on foreign resources. But time will tell to see whether this Congress in this moment of time can actually get it done. Also, gasoline and diesel fuel prices hit an all-time high on Tuesday, just two months after the last record-breaking prices were recorded. According to the American Automobile Association, the nationwide average price for a gallon of regular gas was $4.37. That's a 17-cent jump just in the past week. Diesel clocked in at $5.55 per gallon. Remember, gasoline prices are always a pocketbook issue for Americans, and they are a key driver of current inflation levels. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi have said that they will pursue legislation to try to penalize oil companies for price gouging. However, any such legislation will likely face Republican resistance. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.